Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist. I would like to welcome you to an exciting new series I'm putting on each month in 2017. In the month of January, I'm going to go through 30 days to a better compliance program. So each day, I will detail some part of a compliance program that you can utilize to help you improve to have a best practices compliance program for 2017. With the operationalization of compliance mandated by the Department of Justice in the form of their Compliance Council, Wei Chin, and incorporated into the FCPA pilot program announced by the Department of Justice in April 2016, it's more important than ever that you upgrade your compliance program and show how you've operationalized. In this series, I'm going to help you do that. I hope you will enjoy this series. I hope you will join me, and I look forward to this journey with you. Welcome to day 24 of 30 Days to a Better Compliance Program. Today, the Holy Grail. I want to explore the Holy Grail of compliance, return on investment for your compliance program. Today's podcast is based upon an article by George Seraphim and Paul Healy entitled, An Analysis of Firms Reported Anti-Corruption Efforts, which was published in the Accounting Review. I'm going to link to this article because it has quite a bit of math in it, which I'm not going to talk about today, but it's important um, for you to uh, take a look at how the authors uh, work through the mathematics and calculations to come up with some of the conclusions that I'm going to talk about. Also, I've written about this uh, extensively on my blog, and I'm going to link to those posts as well, because it will give you a a greater flavor of the author's uh, thought process. But the bottom line is that they looked at the issue of not simply profitability of companies, which had more robust anti-corruption compliance programs, but what was the direct effect on the company's return on equity in countries that were perceived to have a high indices of corruption, such as under the Transparency International Corruption Perception Index? The first finding was that companies with good governance tended to have more robust compliance programs. They found that managers of firms with independent and engaged board oversight take anti-corruption laws more seriously and adopt policies and procedures to deter corruption. Conversely, they noted that some investors, boards, and managers tend to view corruption as an unavoidable cost of doing business in certain parts of the world and engage in cheap talk in an effort to reduce regulatory cost. We've certainly seen that. This good governance is more than really, uh, or more than simply, tone at the top. It's also measured by board independence and board oversight of companies' compliance program. Perhaps not surprisingly, in countries which have a low risk for corruption, there was not much difference in the sales growth for companies with robust anti-corruption compliance programs and those businesses uh, who the authors put in the cheap talk category. However, it's when it comes to growth in countries with a high propensity for corruption, there was a very dramatic difference. There's a negative relationship, or the authors found there was a negative relationship between investments and a company's return on investment in high countries, high-risk countries, where the company did not have an effective compliance program. 
This is true even in the face of increased sales growth. For firms which had growth as high as 10% in high-risk countries, if they did not have a robust compliance program in place, the negative ROI was between 24 and 30%. As a result, the authors found that the firms with high residual anti-corruption ratings and sales growth in corrupt geographic segments is positive and significant. Firms with high residual growth, uh, excuse me, high residual ratings that growth sales in high-risk geographic segments do so without lowering their return on investment. I was raised in an academic household, and when quantitative types such as professors say the magnitudes of estimated coefficients are economically interesting, this is about as huge a deal as you could get from uh, academicians. These findings are equally important for the chief compliance officer or compliance practitioner. First, companies which have more robust compliance programs from countries First, companies which have more robust compliance programs generally tend to be from countries which have more robust enforcement and monitoring. Second, the more robust your compliance program, the lower sales growth, but higher overall return in a high-risk country you will have going forward. Finally, if a company sustains high growth in a high-risk country, it does not mean it has a robust compliance program. Or rather, if it doesn't have a robust compliance program, those sales are going to drop off dramatically. It may well lead to a negative ROE. All of this information points to companies which are on S-Sphere's list of the world's most ethical companies in their financial performance. They have better than average financial performance because they're better run, frankly. They're on the list because they have more robust internal controls, which include compliance controls. To mix metaphors, robust internal controls around compliance do not slow you down, but allow you to go faster and move more safely into high-risk countries. So the next time some business type tries to tell you that by following the law, such as the FCPA, Uh, it's going to hurt your business, you can actually correct him. You can correct him with documented research and documented quantitative numbers. Spikes in sales in high-risk countries do not translate into sustained growth. And without an effective compliance program in place, you might actually lose money. So what are the three key takeaways from today? Well, the first is this really is the holy grail. Because this study shows that what happens in high-risk countries is if a company comes in and pays a bribe to get a deal, they may get that deal, but they're going to have a huge drop-off if they don't have a robust compliance program. And by definition, they don't because they paid a bribe. But if you go into a high-risk country, refuse to pay a bribe, you're going to have longer sustained growth and longer, uh, more robust sustained return on your investment and return on your equity. So this is really it. And this is something that uh, I think you should uh, study and take to heart. Sales are better for companies with robust compliance programs and high-risk markets. But remember that 
this turns on, in many ways, whether or not the country enforces its anti-corruption laws. It used to be that the United States, the United Kingdom, and just a handful of other countries had robust anti-corruption laws. Well, that's changed. Uh, China, Russia, um, Brazil, France, Spain, really you name the country now, has a robust enforcement law or, or has a robust law in place. Now, I recognize that that may not translate into enforcement. Well, when you have that enforcement, you tend to have companies that comply with the law to keep them out of trouble. And that leads to higher return on uh, equity in high-risk countries when they do, where they do business. And number three, it's, it's the opposite of number two, which is sales drop off pretty dramatically when bribes are paid. It's not too surprising that if the products or services delivered are substandard, why would someone use them again? Why not go with uh, something that you actually can use for your country going forward? So this, um, this, this episode, the Holy Grail, really is it. And I'm going to have uh, several more links than normal, so I hope you will uh, check out those links. And the um, academic paper uh, published by Healy and Seraphim in their accounting review really lays it out. So it's an, an interesting way for you to uh, utilize numbers to uh, help not only justify your compliance program, but show that if you have a compliance program, it not only helps your company run more efficiently, but it helps it run more profitably. So this is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening today, 24, 30 days to a better compliance program. And I hope you will join me tomorrow for day 25. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.